Hello, this is episode 31. Today I am answering the question, how do I keep my kids from interrupting? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi there, this is Danae. Thank you for tuning in. If you're new to the podcast, this is a Q&A style podcast. Please submit your questions to simplefamilies.com forward slash ask. If you feel like you need some more one-on-one services, I also do offer coaching. You can find out more about that on simplefamilies.com forward slash coach. I really enjoy working with my listeners, so please let me know if I can help you. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to jump over and join the Simple Families Facebook group. There's always a ton of great conversation going on in the community, and we'd love to have you be a part of it. If you search Simple Families on Facebook, you can find the community there. Today's question comes from Shannon in Rockaway, New Jersey. She wrote, I have a six and three and a half year old. We are struggling with teaching them to stop interrupting us during conversation and interrupting each other. We attempted a touch my wrist method when you want your turn to talk and mommy seems occupied. That worked half the time and could possibly be tried again. What are your best tips for tired parents at the end of the day? We find the worst part of the day is interrupting dinner making and dinner time. Thanks in advance. Shannon, I promise you that this is an issue that plagues all parents. And that's because young children are impulsive. They get really excited when they have something to tell you. They also get really angry and have a hard time holding in that emotion too. So when they interrupt you, it's usually because there's some sort of strong emotion going on that they need to share. I can assure you that as they get older and mature, this will get a lot better. Their impulsivity will decrease and their patience and ability to wait will increase. But in the meantime, there are still some things that we can do to help them and to help you. When it comes to teaching young children new things, we can either teach them outright, we can tell them how to do it, Or we can teach them through incidental learning, which is something that happens naturally through the environment. We know that kids learn a lot better through incidental learning naturally in their environment than they do from direct teaching, but both methods have merit. So I'll start by addressing the direct teaching method, which is what you had tried with your children when you talked about the touch the wrist method. And I'll clarify to anyone else out there of what that is, is you teach your child that when they need your attention and you're in conversation with someone else, that they are to come up and put their hand on your wrist. And then you as the adult, put your hand on top of them to acknowledge that you know that they're there and you know that they're waiting. This becomes sort of like sign language. It allows the child to silently signal to you when they need you, and it allows you to silently signal back to the child that you're coming and you just need another minute. So I really love this method in theory. I think if you can make it work in your house, then that's wonderful. But I think for a lot of people, it can be difficult. I can tell you one of the challenges in my home is that I'm usually the only adult there for the majority of the day with my kids. So there's not anyone around to practice this with. If there was another adult around, then I could be talking and in conversation with the other adult and my kids would have lots of practice waiting and not interrupting me. But the reality is that those opportunities to practice this method really just don't exist throughout the day. And in the evening when my husband comes home from work, as you mentioned, Shannon, Things around that time are more hectic. The energy is a lot different in the house. 
It just doesn't feel like an ideal time to teach something like this. If I'm going to directly teach my kids something, I want to be sure that they're in a good place to listen and to learn, and I'm in a good place to teach them and to be calm and patient. So if you can find a way to swing it and you can teach your kids in a calm way and practice this a lot, then wonderful. I say go for it. But be sure to give them lots of practice and be sure to give them lots of grace. Because even once they have this method down pat, it's still going to take a lot of practice. At the end of the day, when they're exhausted and you're exhausted and patience is running thin, they might not be as consistent in using this method. Personally, I prefer to rely on incidental learning for something like this. I prefer to let my kids learn naturally through the environment. And by this, I mean that I actually need to model this. So I need to stop interrupting them. I interrupt my kids all day long. I interrupt them when they're in the middle of playing. I interrupt them when they're eating dinner. I interrupt them when they're talking to each other. As an adult, it's really hard to give that space and patience to our kids when they're engaged and when they're occupied. Because often we have our own agenda to meet. So when my three-year-old is dragging his feet, eating breakfast really slowly, and it's time to go to school, I find that I try to hurry him along and I end up interrupting his meal. On that same token, in the evening, he often interrupts my meal. Sometimes he'll want to get down from the table and he'll want me to come play with him. So if I truly want to teach my kids not to interrupt me, I need to be very diligent about not interrupting them. It's funny, an example of this came to my mind this week. We're on vacation and we've been doing some hiking. And every time we go hiking, if I walk more than 10 feet in front of my three-year-old, he's yelling at me, Mama, come back. Mama, stop. Mama, wait. Mama, wait for me. Wait. Mama, don't go. And my husband finally asked me, he's like, why does he do that? He can see you. You're still within sight of him. Why is he always wanting you to come back and be right next to him? Well, I think the answer to that lies in observing my son and I when we're out in public. And if my son walks ahead of me more than 10 feet, I start saying the same thing. Hey, come back. Don't stay close. Come back here. Don't go too far. Wait for me. Our kids have this incredible way of being little mirrors of our behavior. And sometimes the most aggravating behaviors that we see from them are actually directly learned from us and we don't even realize it. So I advise you to try to observe your own behavior and try to interrupt your children less. And it will take time, but through that process, they're going to learn about the exchange of conversations and they're going to learn about the correct way to enter and to interject into a conversation. Something that helps us so much at the end of the day as well is making kids into helpers rather than into hassles. So we have a learning tower in our kitchen, and when I'm cooking dinner, that's a place to have the kids. That's a place to have the kids to include them in the process, include them in the the meal-making process, and include them in the conversation that's happening. If you give them a job to do and you give them a role in the conversation, they turn into helpers rather than into a hassle. At the end of a long day, sometimes our energy can be mismatched. So if you've been at work all day and you come home and your kids are so happy and so excited to see you, but yet you're exhausted and feeling drained. So there's a disconnect there. Or it could be on the flip side. The kids at the end of the day are drained and exhausted and you're so happy to see them. So the takeaway for today is if you want to directly teach your kids to stop you from interrupting, you need to have lots of patience, lots of practice, and lots of grace in doing this. 
even if they figure out the method that you're teaching them once or twice, they might not always do it. They might not always be consistent, particularly when they're tired or when they're irritable or when they're excited and their emotions are running high. But if you decide to teach this same lesson through incidental learning naturally in the environment, try to make your kids into helpers. Try to help them join the conversation. Try to be inclusive and trust that they're going to pick up on the small nuances of language and conversation and social skills throughout the process. Thanks for tuning in. This has been episode 31. Hop over to simplefamilies.com and click get started to join the email list. That's the best way to stay in touch with the blog and the podcast and everything going on in the community. Thanks for tuning in.